another Solid Gold podcast. A very warm welcome to yet another stupendous episode of SAPeople.com with Mel and Jen. And sitting all the way over in front, we have the delicious Jenny Baxter. How are things your side of the world? Hi Mel, things are really well and we've got a special guest coming up later as well. Ooh, do tell. No. <laughs> no, okay. She'll just pop in and we'll see into our virtual studio. This yeah. is what's so nice about doing podcasts. You know, when you can talk to people all over the world and see them as well. And I mean, isn't technology fantastic? The things that humans come up with because of things that have come, like when COVID came around and we, we couldn't go out and we still needed to create content. It's the best thing for, for South Africans who are separated by different cities, different countries. It is just fantastic. It really has changed changed it all and made it a little bit easier but oh but it's not the same as hugging as no, human touch but here's a big hug for you. oh no i mean donkey. but it's better than when you were living in australia and we had to like set up something i don't even know how to we yeah. sent an email saying okay i'm going to try and phone you what time would be good will you be at home like it was the middle of the night i know and, and the, the one like, person's tired so and the other person i know tony's parents always used to say oh you guys are always so tired and we we're like yeah it's nighttime here and they were all crisp and yeah anyway um but no yes we're at the same time zone at the moment, so we can be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We'll just call ourselves, what do we call ourselves? Um, bubble and squeak, the bush baby <laughs> twins. There we go. <laughs> All right, so what have you got as your main story on sapeople.com this week? Well, it just came in. Really nice. Do you remember when um, the South African Police Service and Gift of the Givers went over to Turkey after the earthquake? And were part of those relief efforts and actually mm. made interventions, rescued that old lady who survived after like two or three days um, the, because of the SAPS K9 unit. Well, uh, Brigadier Vimia Moodley has actually just, or Vimla, sorry, Vimla Moodley, has, has just been honored by the Turkish president in Turkey last night um, for SAPS's intervention. So, that's oh, excellent. That's well done, you. And 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 on like World South African News as well, um, Gift of the Givers has yet again been helping out with Sudan. Plus, the South African Army is there, and um, mm. I think Dr. Naledi Pandor has confirmed that there were seventy-seven South Africans trying to get out of Sudan. They've managed mm. to evacuate them, along with people from. Egypt, Nigeria, some some other countries as well. South Africa has helped them as well um, mm. to get to safety during the ceasefire. So, oh, it's crazy what's going on in the world at the moment. I tell you, I know. I'm, I'm sitting there and just saying, you know, we, we, when I was a kid, it was we didn't have these these thoughts in our minds. Okay, we did know that there were certain things that were happening. We had to write a story when I was like 12 years old, going, "Stop the world! I want to get off." <laughs> <laughs> and we came up with things I don't even know I can't remember what I wrote but I mean I, I, I can kind of imagine that it must be like being on a television show that you don't want to be on and of course I'm referring to I'm a celebrity get me <laughs> which has been filmed in South Africa so hmm. it's the, the UK version um, so, so, uh, South Africans in the UK have been loving it. It's every night, weeknights at 9 p.m. on ITV. Started on Thursday. Oh, I don't know where we are now. Started on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Yeah. yeah. Started on Monday. And, you know, and a lot of expats were saying, I thought 
that was God's window. I told my husband, you know. Um, and yes, we can confirm the, the camp is in uh, the Kruger National Park and it is all the surrounding areas that are breathtaking. I mean, watch the trailer. You'll, you'll hear the British people just going, wow. And, and there's, um, Paul Burrell is on who was mm-hmm. first on 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, he was saying 20 years ago, he was, uh, a husband with a couple of children. And now he's still a husband, but this time he's married to a man now. So, um, one of his things during this, um, celebrity will be trying to help men who also have questions about their sexuality. And, um, mm. so yeah, there are a few interesting people on. And of course, he was Princess Diana's former butler. Wasn't he was, he? but he said after he was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, um, uh, he stopped just being her butler. He says, however, I agree. <laughs> Every time his name is mentioned, we go, oh, Diana's butler. Yeah. So who else is on it? Um, some sporty people, some music people. I think one of my favorites is supermodel Janice Dickinson, who. She's a mad. She's woman. absolutely <laughs> mad. And she just looks at them straight and goes, and so what are you a celebrity for? Because of course, you know, like you always complain, so many people are famous for being I famous. I do. Celebrities are just famous for being famous. And I mean, yeah. I get very ang- angry when I see celebrities doing like, um, Survivor or, um, The Amazing Race. And, and I also hate it when they bring back past winners this is, to come and play the game again because they've already had their chance. Give someone else a break for this goodness is sake. True. Let somebody else become famous for being something. But this is but all, this time, all pre-winners. So all these people have been on before. Now, Phil Tufnell, I'm sure, wasn't he on, on Strictly Come Dancing? I'm trying to remember which one. I think so, but he was also on this. They were all on this, and so now they're trying to be, I'm a celebrity legend. It's a new title. So it's, that's crazy. Anyway, they're having fun in South Africa. Give some new celebrities a chance. Come on. And the only, this, yeah. Why, why would they want to get out of there? They're sitting in the lap of luxury. <laughs> well, well actually, you know, normally it's filmed in Australia. And, and actually ITV said that this one is even tougher than what they normally go through in Australia. So I think that, you know, they've been having to eat things that are half alive. And it's, it's been tough. There's something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, watch it. But um, the only problem is it was all filmed last year. And so quite a few viewers are a bit annoyed because viewers like to vote and feel like, you know, they're shaping the direction of the show. Mm, mm, Anyway, mm. anyway, it's not to be. Yeah, that is one of those things. There should be um, viewer, like, well, maybe they're just changing the format. What the, there we go. Anyway, so I would love to go. I mean, I always wanted to do The Amazing Race. I just thought that was like probably the best TV show I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I absolutely love yeah, it. Um, okay, so then what else have you got in the way of news? Something about Finland? The happiest place on earth, apparently, apart from Bhutan? Yeah. Um, or is that the smiliest place? <laughs> it might be the smiliest. Finland's definitely meant to be the happiest. And the reason is yeah. that there isn't really a big difference, a big discrepancy between the richest and poorest. So equality mm. really is something we should all aim for uh, if we want to be happy. Fraternité, liberté. Exactement. <laughs> um, so, so yes, the president of Finland is in South Africa right now. I think the first state visit for about 20 years. He was there for mm-hmm. Mandela's funeral, but that wasn't a state visit. Um, and quite excitedly is, uh, again, Dr. Pandor said that the Department of Basic Education 
will be talking with Finland about getting some tips on better education because Finland has an incredible education. Mm. Um, you know, they don't and do homework. Our education, yeah, our education thing is like in a bit of a mess, which is sad. Yes. Um, especially, I mean, the government schools. And, and I, you know, my kids went to government schools and they were very good government schools. But I just feel so sorry that, you know, so many kids across the country have been so badly let down um, in that, I mean, we go and we help children to learn to read in primary schools in our area. Oh, jeez. Because the teachers just can't keep up mm. with it. And a lot of the kids in sort of um, well, standard two, grade four, they can't read yet. So, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy wow. that, um, you know, but, but, but that's why we do what we do. Yeah. We go out and we do, we help where we can with underprivileged kids and schools and things. So, that's brilliant. <laughs> Maybe they take some tips from Finlandians. Yes, I hope there we go. so. I hope so. But there must be some good news that you've been reading about. I mean, I, I have good news all the time, that I'm very happy to hear. <laughs> my good news is I have both my chickens back in my roost, which is lovely. Aww. <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, yeah. I'm getting two pretty soon. One's coming back from the Caribbean for a while because, of course, all the South Africans are back in Antibes for the super yacht season and mm-hmm. the, you know, the Mediterranean season. And, um, yeah, Cassie was meant to come back last night, but her computer's broken. And honestly, Apple are so in my bad books. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, you know no. what, you know what it is that annoys me about them is they pretend so mm-hmm. much to care about the environment and they don't. So. Okay, uh, finished. Um, one nice thing. You're in Jenny's bad books. <laughs> That's Apple phoning me to say sorry. <laughs> no, you know, you know one story we've got this week that I would love to ask you. It's um, Andrea Zanon. I've told, I've spoken about her before. She lives in Britain and she has these wonderful Our Fireside Stories website. And then she shares the stories with SA people. This week, the story is about pineapples going on road trips as a child and the, the ladies selling pineapples on the side of the road and everything. And it's a beautiful story. But in the story, she talks about prickly pears. And mm-hmm. I remember prickly pears, but I don't. I remember the name, but what are prickly pears? I've forgotten. Prickly pears is a succulent and they are actually a declared invader in South Africa. But you will find them specific, a lot, especially in the Karoo. In fact, I can even, I'm waiting for some in Craig Hall Park to ripen at the moment on somebody's pavement. I've been eyeing them out really? when I walk past. Um, so we used but I to eat them. coming back from Cape Town. Yeah, because you get, they get a fruit. So you mm. get the fruit and it goes like the prickly pears, those big kind of roundish. As big as a um, pineapple? Leaves. They're, yeah, no, the leaves are big. Um, but and they've got those thorns in them, and then your fruit comes off, and you have to be very careful when you because they've got these little clusters of thorns in the succulent leaf. But the fruit is like it goes red, and then when it's red, you can take it off and eat, and it tastes a, a little bit like kiwi fruit in a way. Oh. But you have to be very careful of the thorns and peel it off and then eat it. Prickly pear is lovely to eat. Okay, yeah. I'll have to have but, one um, next summer. Nowadays, you'll find them selling. Um, done on the lower KZN coast, if it's not golf balls, uh, there's usually <laughs> avocados and, of course, macadamia nuts because yes. it's become quite a big business down on the lower south coast. So that wherever you go, you're going to find people like selling or, stuff. Even if you go up to kind of hotter beer spurt, you'll find people selling stuff on the side of the road as well. Just don't buy the firewood, okay? Don't buy any endangered succulents on the side of the road. And please don't buy avocados because of the majority of them that you find on the side of the road in South Africa are those that have been pilfered from farms in Limpopo and Mpumalanga. Really? And then taken right. down? Yep. 
So it's like a business. Yeah. It's that, a that, it's a huge theft. I mean, the armed robbers coming in and stealing all of the avocados like overnight from a, a farmer's kind of entire crop gone. Wow. And then they, they sell them. So that's why we, we have this thing, do not buy avos from people on the side of the road. Buy them from kind of authorized people so that you know that you're not adding oh, to… Shame. But, you know, that's a pity because, because uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there were innocent people on the side of the road selling a few odd avos. So now the innocent people yeah. will lose out. Yeah. Um, I just won't buy from the side of the road. That's it. Done. All right. So you've got a baby hippo that needs to be adopted. Yes. A little baby hippo who fell into a cement dam, couldn't get out. Was They could just see its little head poking out the water. And, um, and so they rescued it. But sadly, they couldn't find its mother. And they searched and searched and searched. So now they are asking, because already somebody on Facebook went, oh, you should have just given it back to its mother. And it's like, oh, you didn't read the article. You just read the headline. <laughs> so, so anyway, so what the plan is, is they do need somebody to adopt it. They will keep it. The Wildlife Center will keep it. Uh, do you have the name of the Wildlife Center there? Um, Umoya Kulula. Exactly. Um, they will keep it, but they need, for 12 months, a little baby hippo needs its mother's milk. So for 12 months, they're mm. going to have to give it milk before they can rehabilitate it back into the wild. Um, otherwise, it would not survive. So they need somebody to please, please, if somebody's listening, to be able to help fund this milk. And... Um, and then you can, whoever manage, you know, whoever is the highest bidder will get to name the little baby hippo. And it really is the prettiest <coughs> hippo I've yeah. ever seen. It's so the cutest. I don't think I'd want to, to milk a mother hippo. <laughs> they, they kill more people than crocodiles. And, I uh, but I think there's like second only to kind of like a third only to mosquitoes, then humans, and then, and then <laughs> hippos. Wow. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, a, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't want to say, but it is a lot. Okay, don't say anything. All right, but now we get on from hippos to turtles. Those the water tortoises, as somebody once called oh, yeah. them when I was walking. <laughs> you know they oh, call yeah. them that, yeah. I wonder if, if in French it's water turtle, tortoise. Water tortoise. Because I often Tortoise, hear that, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, this uh, a wonderful teacher, um, Mrs. Highland, who got 13 of her year 11 students, and she did the Robin Island Crossing, swam it, mm -hmm. and they did it as a relay um, through icy cold waters, being stung by jellyfish, being joined by seals, just such a woman power moment for these mm. girls from St. Cyprian School. Uh, St. Cyprian Cape Town. Yeah. yeah. And really, really empowering and amazing. And they did it. They succeeded. In fact, they did it in like an hour less than anybody had predicted. So. Oh, yeah. And they raised, okay. sorry, forgot the most important thing. <laughs> oh, yeah? They raised lots of money for the turtles um, at Two Oceans Aquarium in Cape Town. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And that's such a nice aquarium as well. Yeah. I love going in there and <clears throat> taking pictures. It's just so cool. Yeah, I love getting mm. pictures. Okay, by the way, do you, you do know that, of course, we... Um, we have a very long weekend coming up, <gasps> although I'm working the whole way through as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new there. Yes, so, no. so well, Langa, which is nowhere near you, 
Um, no, that's in Long Island, in Cape Town. It, it is. It's one of the iconic townships. Um, really special tomorrow. Well, on the 27th of April. I don't know when you're listening to this. Um, they have thousands of people joining to run either six kilometers or 10 kilometers. And um, it's too late to register online. But if you go there tomorrow morning between six and seven in the morning uh, to the stadium, Langer Sports Stadium, you can sign up. And I think it's a really special, it's really representative of Freedom Day. Uh, there's also Robin Island itself, who, mm. you know, definitely represent Freedom Day and are saying, please, please, please vote for them because they have been nominated for the World Travel Awards as what, the most attractive holiday destination, uh, uh, one of the best attractions in South Africa. So they need us to vote, please. I've been there, and um, we started um, one of our uh, one of our Cape Town treasure hunt episodes on Robin Island. Really? That's long ago. That was well, like, that was a long time. I got to see lots of stuff in South Africa. It was fantastic. Yeah. And um, the one person I will not be going to again to watch, unfortunately, <laughs> is Brian Adams, <laughs> because I'm, I still have the tear gas memories <laughs> in my brain. But um, you, we were talking about it last week, and mm-hmm. um, there is another tour date. Yeah. Yet again. So last week I told you there were two mm. extra dates. This week there's another date, and also in Pretoria. Okay. So, I mean, he, he really is very popular among South Africans. Oh, people love him. You know, yeah. he's 63 yeah. years old. Still young, yeah, very young, yeah, very young. <laughs> okay, um, and then you've got a story about Katlejo. Oh, another wonderful teacher who she's a this lady was a deputy um, principal, but but an acting deputy principal, and she mm. met him. He had cerebral palsy, you know, since birth, obviously, and. Um, and she and she met him like years ago. He got three distinctions, mm. a really hardworking. He was somebody who just touched her heart. And she always said, oh, we must stay in touch. And um, last month she bumped into him, saw that he was, um, his wheelchair, his kind of manual wheelchair was really falling apart. And so mm. she quickly did a fundraiser on Bakabadi and has mm. raised enough money to buy him this this electric wheelchair, which she then surprised him with. She, you know, invited him over for something else as a ruse. And she did mm. a video of oh bless him, of his of of his reaction with oh, it. Gosh. And it's beautiful. Just just like going madly around the driveway as fast as he can and and then he <laughs> he thanks her and and says I love you mm. so much. It's it's beautiful. Oh, that's a feel good story. Yes, and yeah. Thirty people were involved in all that fundraising. So mm. well done to all of them. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a good thing to give money to. Now we're we going back to Cape Town again. Oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everything is about Cape Town. Like, hey, she <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I think you're talking about the Instagrammable place, are you? Yeah. But you know, Cassie yeah. went there and she felt the same. She sent me so many photos from there. It's called Nourished. Have you been there? Mm-hmm. No. It's there's like zero waste. It's vegan. Mm-hmm. It's um, 
it's it's just ahead of its time. I mean, now it's in its time, but it was ahead of its time, ahead of its time. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, blah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yes, Jenny, we get that. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's and, fine. <laughs> and, the, and the food that they make looks like art pieces, according to oh, okay. a Big Seven Travel. So Big Seven Travel mm. has named Nourished in Cape Town as the number 25 top place to go for Instagrammable photos, to take Instagrammable photos. Any photo, any photo is Instagrammable. Let's put it that way. If you think it is, then it is. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, talking about Cape Town. Yeah, it was my, my little again. brother's birthday yesterday, which was lovely. So I got to see Table Mountain because he climbed out of bed, which shows me out of his window. And then do you know whose birthday it is today on the 26th? Of April. Jason, Jason Roberts. Is it we today? used to do... We, we used to do Segway shifts with him yeah. on um, Radio 5 back in the day. Back in the so day. So we'll send, we're just sending a big shout out to Jason Roberts, oh. the wonderful television and radio presenter from South Africa, now living in Europe as well. Yep. Do you know that he's JD's godfather? And a damn I'm good godfather sure. he is. Oh, I shouldn't use the word damn yep. with God. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry Especially sorry. when you're talking about God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but he's uh, really uh, talking good. about. Um, Celebrities. Now, is it not time for us to actually find out who's joining us in the studio? I see she's knocking on the door. Um, I don't know if you remember, a few weeks ago, we spoke about Carol Afori from um, East Coast Radio, brilliant written books, uh, radio presenter, and how she won that incredible, the first South African to win the international Voice Artist Award. The lady with the magic voice. voice. Yes, in a, in a specific commercial, um, and, um, yeah, the voice that launches products and so much more. So, um, guess what? We got Carol in the studio. She has a new podcast and so there's lots to talk about. Yes. And of course, I mean, she actually used to work as a voiceover artist, almost exactly where I'm sitting right now, in our very own Solid Gold Studios, which it is now, um, <laughs> with Air Media back in the day. And Carol, welcome to it. It's so good to see you. Oh, it's great. I've seen, I'm seeing how much the studios have transformed from when I started way back. That's pretty cool. Thanks for having me. Well, where, where did you actually start? I mean, how did it all start and, and why the voice side of things? Um, so I started way back, uh, I would say around 2005, uh, when I was at university, uh, University of Johannesburg, now it's called. Um, I literally was on the campus and I went to our um, student center, that's what they called it, where you could have your lunch and, you know, buy a few items and stuff. And uh, I heard the radio in there and I was like, wow, that's so cool. And as I was walking through the center, I saw they were looking for auditions for new presenters and new newsreaders. So I thought, oh, I have a bit of time. I don't have a class. Let me go up there and audition. And the rest is history, as they say. So I started on campus radio. And now you're in KwaZulu-Natal. Yes, so I've relocated from Johannesburg and I've been living in KZN for the past three years. Oh, so it's new for you. Do you love it? Yeah, I absolutely love it, you know. Uh, the weather is incredible. I mean, the ocean being on uh, my doorstep is always a blessing. Um, and I think the people who love it the most would be my kids. They absolutely love living here. I, I, I grew imagine. up there. <laughs> <laughs> she grew up there. I'm a Joburg girl, but my mom and dad moved on to the coast, so I've spent a lot of time down. I love KZN. And the one thing I really enjoy when I'm down there is listening to East Coast Radio. 
I really enjoy it. It's such a, it's such a lovely kind of, um, it's, it's one of those things that's always just been around and, and don't listen to any of the other radio stations when you're down there. That's what it is. It's the thing that happens. But I mean, that's interesting that you say, I mean, with radio, why is it that a lot of people actually kind of gravitate to radio? Um, where yeah. some people are actually saying these days that in fact radio is becoming a bit redundant, although I don't believe that here in South Africa because a lot of people still get all their news and everything from radio. But across yeah. the world, I mean, because we can, like you've got a podcast, we have a podcast, we can really uh, curate, and I hate using that word, but it's true, we curate what we want to get out to the people and people can listen to it all the time. And that's one of the, the, the problems with radio is that you have to be listening to it at a specific time at a specific day and you don't get to listen to it again afterwards. Why do you think, do you think that radio is on its way out? Absolutely not. I think um, a lot of people would like to say that about radio, but I think we, we have to acknowledge the fact that radio is immediate. Uh, radio gives you information now and in the moment. Um, it is still going to be your number one place for any latest news. We'll break news before TV any day and definitely before any other form of audio does. Um, so no, I think radio absolutely has a place. It's, it just like any other medium has to morph itself to move with the times. But as for its irrelevancy, I think that that comment alone is irrelevant and understanding the medium and the power it has in uh, the lives of communities, the lives of, of, of uh, many um, in different countries, different spaces. Um, so, yeah, I still think it's an extremely powerful medium. And yes, with introduction of many more mediums like podcasting and other audio elements, it's definitely made the listening experience exciting and also given you options in things that you may want to gravitate towards for whatever your listening pleasure is. But as for it as a medium and its relevancy, it's absolutely 100% uh, one medium that will always be relevant in society. And as far as I understand, East Coast Radio is kind of partnering with you on your new podcast. Is that correct? Yes, 100%. So it's a d definitely a partnership. Um, the podcast is exciting. It's new. We are two episodes in. We drop a third episode tomorrow. Um, and it's really just been an extension of who I am. So in music radio, I only have a certain amount of minutes to express myself and to talk. And the rest, I need to play the music and get the ads out. Um, whereas in this podcasting space, I get to have fruitful, long, you know, long conversations and in-depth conversations with my guests and really come out of it not feeling like there's time constraints, but rather the constraint of getting all the information in there and getting it out um, in the most interesting way possible. And and then is it played on the radio or the radio uh, promotes it? 100%. It is promoted on the radio, so we don't play the entire podcast on the radio. We play about 20, 30 seconds as teasers for people to go and follow the links and listen on their streaming um, you know, devices. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely not played on the radio at all. It's exclusive content that is as, as a, a podcast should be a podcast. And, and I know it's a long podcast because you did it, but um, I was really interested in your, I think it was your first one, about yeah. should we be drinking tap water, yeah. particularly in KwaZulu-Natal. What's the answer? <laughs> well, everybody asks me that question. we got to listen. Well, first of all, we have to have water. That's the most important thing, to be able to drink it. <laughs> but should we be filtering it or... Yeah, so that podcast is, was actually a very interesting conversation because, like you mentioned, we are in KZN, and as you know, KZN has suffered 
quite a lot over the past two years, outside of the fact that we've had the unrest that caused a lot of damage to infrastructure and nature in general. We've also had the, the floods, and it wasn't just one wave of floods. We've had two waves of floods, which have also severely then affected the infrastructure. And let's not forget about the um, damage it's done to our, our streams, our rivers, and, of course, our beautiful ocean. So this was an important conversation for KZN specifically, but I think as South Africa in its entirety, we also delve into the question of water scarcity and how mm. our water gets to our taps in the first place. So a very engaging, in-depth conversation that really opened my eyes to a lot of how we consume our water, where we consume our water from and how it gets to us, and the gatekeepers uh, that make sure that uh, the water is, is good. So it was a very interesting conversation. Well, in, my, in kind of my neck of the woods in Johannesburg, people have like I think they shoot, they, they're trying to use it as a pejorative, calling me the water czar. Like, who died and made you the water czar? Because I'm, like, so on board with, like, saving our water, conserving our water. I, I report people if they're washing their roads outside their houses with drinking water. You know, it drives me absolutely nuts. But um, another thing that you also did, of course, was on television. So you're not just behind the mic on the way people can listen to you, but you can also see you. And I think... I'm trying to remember. I mean, I've done so many things that I was trying to remember. I'm sure that I was on Raising Babies at some stage. And I know that you were the, the host on that. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, raising... Is that ongoing? Yes. So Raising Babies has had two seasons. Uh, the last season was shot about two, three years ago. It was actually just the beginning of COVID. So about three yeah. years ago. Um, and I know that there's been talks of a third season. Um, and just as a snapshot of what it was, it was, you know, literally a talk show on raising your kids. So every element of raising your child, just giving, you know, caregivers and parents um, the resource of different conversations and unpacking, you know, different elements to being a parent mm. and looking at little people. You need to get Jenny and myself on. We're both the mothers of twins. <laughs> oh, <lovely>. yeah. <laughs> Have a whole thing on twins, and we know everything, boy. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old are your kids, Carol? Um, my eldest is seven, and my youngest is three. Ooh, oh, wonderful. A long way to go. <laughs> Very long way to go. <laughs> and, and the books that you do, um, are they aimed at any specific age group? Yeah, so the books are aimed at um, for one to read of, as soon as you have reading age, um, so your five, six-year-olds can read it um, themselves. But they also, you know, I always say that my books are for everyone because you get parents who can read those books to their children and you get kids who can actually read those books. So I would say they go right up to around 10 to 12 years old, um, kids who can enjoy the books. They're extremely informative um, and, and colorful and the characters are just so interesting and are they south african based uh, they are the african adventures of senna and katlejo is that right oh that's divine great. yeah that's great and are they in audiobook form yet not in audiobook form yet we've just recently dropped um, late last year on amazon so that was an exciting chapter for us uh, but at this stage they're available from all our leading bookshops you know exclusive books cna bargain books and also online from takealot.com ethnic kids and many other online stores that sell books uh, and now also recently added into international market on amazon.com Brilliant for expats. And I know a fantastic voiceover artist that you could use for your um, 
audiobooks yourself. Yes. Um, <laughs> I want to know about when, the award. I mean, how did that all yes. come about? It's an unusual one to hear about. Right. The Sobers is the Society of Voice Artists and, and, and Science. So it's um, basically, in a nutshell, the Oscars of the voice world. Um, the awards are held every year in Hollywood at Warner Bros. Studios. So it's quite a big deal. Um, I, I entered last year when they, coincidentally, when I found out about them, this was the first year that they had introduced the Africa category. It's very been in a, very much been an America and Europe kind of thing. And uh, this year they decided to add um, Africa as well as in a category for TV commercial and another one for radio commercials. Um, so I entered in the radio commercials one and I literally entered and thought, ah, I'm just taking a shot in the dark, you know, whatever happens, happens. So when I was mm. nominated, I was completely floored to, to find that I was nominated. And then I looked at the options of actually going out to Warner Bros. Um, for the award ceremony that happened in December. And let's just say, you know, December, you've kind of mapped out all your money. And I was like, I cannot afford to go to L.A. and live my best L.A. life and possibly, like, go and do this award ceremony. So what are the chances of me winning anyway? So I'm up against like this amazing Nigerian girl and a girl in Uganda uh, who's actually from South Africa, but I think she's living in um, Ghana now. Well, she's, she's a Ugandan girl who was living in South Africa who's now living in Ghana. Uh, and the other thing from, from, from Nigeria is like, ah, oh, there's no there's no way. So it's, it's a nice accolade to say that I was nominated. I'm not going to win. So even if I'm not in the room, it's you know, it's not going to be such a big deal. Um, so a friend of mine, colleague of mine, was nominated in the television category for Africa, uh, Chilulemba, and he made the, his way to um, L.A. for the awards. And early hours of the Sunday morning after the awards, I got, you know, a little picture from him, and on the screen was my name. <gasps> Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, why wasn't I there? <laughs> I should have broken the bank and just made that journey. Um, so it was very humbling to hear that I'd won and, 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 and exciting for him too. He won his category. Uh, oh, so amazing. we were the two first Africans to win, myself and Chilu Lemba winning the television and I won the, ra the radio award. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's the first for South Africa. Um, big stars have, have picked up, you know, this award, you know, the mm. big voice of Mufasa, uh, James Earls um, has, has this award, um, you name them. Um, I'm going drawing, like going blank right now, but there's just... Mm. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> and so many other uh, Hollywood actresses. And, and and with so many animated movies and TV series happening at the moment, wouldn't this now open another door for you? Yes, absolutely. So, um, of course, my books were. Are you talking about the books or the voiceover world? So, sorry, the voiceover world that you could uh, be doing international animated. Yes, I mean, I'd absolutely movies. love to do in international animated work. Um, I've, I, I've uh, packaged a job that I did, an animation last year. Uh, it's extremely sensitive. I can't talk about it. It's with a major, major, major animation company. It's Fantastic. a first for Africa. Um, and Pixar. So I, I can't really <laughs> You're through all of them, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe that we should start hearing whispers from June, July. And I, I'm in awe because we did this. We wrapped 
recording last year October. Um, wow. So, you know, it's weird for me to wait so long for something to happen and then, you know, can't say anything about it. <laughs> Until, oh, you have to tell us in June, please. Yes, yes. As soon as um, I'm, I'm allowed to, absolutely would love to share. It's very yeah, exciting. Hit us up with it and we'll have a chat. <laughs> Another <laughs> chat. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to let you get off because I know you've got a very, very busy schedule. And um, please do stay in touch with us and let us know what you you are getting up to because it's always nice to have somebody from the same stable kind of you know, doing well all around the world. And we just want to yeah. see you going higher and higher. It'll be great to see that happen. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You so much. Oh. <laughs> okay. We'll catch up with you again soon. Bye, Bye. Carol. Well, there we go. Wonderful, wonderful news from some stunning South African people. So you see, there are so many good news stories. We don't have to sit in with doom and gloom. And, and one of the good news stories is that even though we've been going, some people say it's stage six, and then it's, they say they reckon it's actually stage eight, and we've had like this and that and the other, and we don't know where we are, but thank goodness for ESCOM sub Bush. <laughs> I I said it right this time. Um, we are, we're going to be going between, I think, one and four over the long weekend. So that's oh, some good news. Oh, there's not a gift. Four hour long. Oh, yeah, a gift yeah. that just keeps on giving. <laughs> right, um, but at least I can keep my TV on, and I have been watching a lot of the shows that we talk about. So I've actually started watching Reka. Oh, brilliant. And I've also been watching Unstable, which we've talked about. So what else is there that I need to put onto my list of things to watch? Okay, on, on Netflix, have you watched Beef yet? No. It's not South African, but it's, but it's, it's worth watching. Beef. Mm-hmm. What's it about? Um, oh, it's too hard to explain. But but two anger management, two people who need anger management. Um, oh, so it's that kind of beef, not the stuff you eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the one okay. almost reverses into the other, and yeah, it's brilliant. Okay. It's brilliant. Um, and and then also, I mean, if you are broad, really try binge the wife. It was one of the most successful shows ever on Showmax. There's three full seasons. It's finished. So at least you get that conclusion. Um, and mm. it gives you an insight into, you know, what's, what matters to South Africans and whatever. Um, if you have Showmax and you're in South Africa, for you personally, have you ever watched Flight of the Concords? No. It's old. So we used to watch it in Australia a thousand years ago. It's from New Zealand. It is so funny, Mal. You will love it. So it's not about the Concorde plane. No, no, no. It's about two guys and their agent who go to America from New Zealand to try and make it as singers. And it's, you know, their accents, everything about it. It is so funny, so quirky. It's, it's one of the funniest shows ever, TV series. Okay, I'll put that on my list of things to do. Yeah. Um, then you've also got Emi Buzo, a new true crime docu series, and I'm assuming that was shot here in South Africa. Yes, it's coming. It's coming on the eighth of May, and it'll be running through until um, July. And so each week they'll take you into another big crime in South Africa. You know those well-known crimes mm. where you've always wondered. Did that person actually go to jail? And, you know, have they left jail yet? And you've just found out a lot more about the biggest crimes in South Africa over the past 10 years. 
Mm, okay, that sounds like something worth watching yeah, as well. Definitely. Oh, and and by the way, talking about the, um, like getting crimes of the past, I see that um, Ted Berta is doing the round of the book tour um, with Daisy Demelka. Yes. So I think we should get him on and chatting to us about the, his new book, which he's just put out. Definitely, it's not it's not out yet, but as soon as the pre-orders well, are ready, launching, yeah. 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 No, but I mean, we can, we can talk to him because he's doing, he's going and doing, I think uh, I saw that he's on like four different places that he's doing these talks um, in conversation with, as they like to put it. The, <laughs> the writer's kind of like um, salon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so what story are you busy working with at the moment that we can expect to see up on the site? A beautiful, beautiful picture. video we have of a father and his daughter down at the sea, they were shooting. He he makes these sort of tea bowls, beautiful, and um, and they were shooting that for his website. And this octopus came along, um, just like my octopus teacher, and was genuinely interested. And they got it all on film. It's it's it's, it's beautiful. It's not creepy. The octopus is creepy. Okay, I've been seeing a lot of octopus <laughs> stuff coming up all over the place at the moment. Maybe it just, you know, it's one of those cyclical things. All of the things we're talking about today, are, I need to go back to get underneath the sea. Yeah. Not to go and look at the sea like in the poem, I need to go back underwater for a while. Yeah. So if I, if I disappear, that's where you know I am. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. That's what we've got for you on uh, sapeople.com and on the Facebook page of sapeople. What's it called? Sapeople for... You just go to sapeople. South Africans and expats yeah yeah but if it's just it's so at it's SA people thing. it's just SA people yeah and share your stories drop a line a video a picture a little hey south africa we love you it's fine because uh, i just want eskimo pies again okay <laughs> cool we'll catch up with you again next week and of course as i said don't forget to put some stuff up there for Jenny if you have some good stories, especially with a long weekend. Let us see what other people are doing for other people for no reward whatsoever. We'll catch you next week, Jenny. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Bye. You've been listening to another Solid Gold podcast. 